Welcome to Digital Dialogue with Jack Marr and Jay Mata. As we enter the digital age, the frequency and amplitude of change continues to increase in every part of our lives. We must use digital tools to survive. When properly used, digital tools enable the savvy to thrive. We explore the intersections, overlaps, and voids of today's digital reality and the many ways we create and deliver value as we align our resources with our values. Jaya, we're really happy today to have Marina Aris with us. Well, thank you so much for inviting me on the show. Very happy to be here. It's great to have you, Marina. And and looking at your bio and what you're doing, it sounds like Jack is like having an author advocate here. I mean, a little bit more about Marina. She's a publishing consultant, founder of the Brooklyn Writers Project, Brooklyn Writers Press, and ambassador to the Authors Guild NYC in Brooklyn, New York. So I want to kind of find out about that. So you're an ambassador to the Authors Guild. So how does one become, Marina, an ambassador? And tell me what that role looks like, if, if, you, if you may would share that with our audience. Well, sure, sure. Actually, this was a new program that was initiated about two years ago. They were looking for local writers who were interested in helping to spread the word about what the Authors Guild does. They represent the interest of writers at all phases of their career. But also my job is really to put together some events and some workshops, roundtables, that kind of thing, and to introduce a, an opportunity for networking and for learning, mostly. Because just like technology, the industry, all industries continue to change at a very fast pace. So, so let's talk about the business side of it, like how you operate. Does the, so the author contacts you and they're like, Marina, I need some help here. Can you help me get distribution or how does that work? Well, I mean, it, it be beyond, before distribution, what we're talking about is people having a very important message to share. And I do still believe, and so do quite a few people, that the written word has a lot of power, right? So my job is to take a manuscript and turn it into a book that can compete on the marketplace along with a traditionally published book. So I hope you guys under, understand what I mean by traditional versus independent. You're, you're talking from a publishing point of view, right? Yeah, yeah. So so I'm not Random House, obviously. I have a small right. press. It's an independent press. It operates in, in different ways from how the traditional publishing landscape has been operating for hundreds of years. What I'm doing is, is something that moves a lot faster, um, but I'm aiming to produce a, a really good experience for the reader. Let's talk about that a little bit, because I know a lot of folks want to be authors and just don't know what that looks like in today's world. You know, there are certainly options like self-publishing on Amazon, but I don't think that's really what you're talking about, is it? I think that's a part of it. I, I do think that Amazon is the reason why I am in business today and doing what I do, which I love. It's more than a business for me. Um, it, it's really about helping people to take that message, whatever it is, you know, whatever they are in their, you know, some of the people I work with are not writers, they're business people, um, but they have a message that they want to share. And my job is to hire the right people to help to make that, polish up that message and turn it into a viable product, which is in this, in this case is a book. Right. That makes perfect sense to me. In terms of getting the right people, I assume that by that you mean folks like editors and cover designers and so forth. Is that it or does it go beyond that or am I missing the point? Yes, that's, that is part of it. And, and actually, that is where technology helps quite a bit because now I'll give you an example. A lot of the books that I'm producing, a lot of my editors are here in the U.S. And that's because we are producing books in the English language. And so therefore, that makes the most sense. 
But when it comes to cover design, illustrations, formatting, I'm working with professionals who are living in Prague, Italy, Romania, you name it. And it's technology that's making it possible for me to work with a global team, so to speak. Right. And that's exactly why we're here today. In fact, Jay and I are doing the same. We uh, interview folks from wherever they are because we now have that ability. We can have a high quality show and get folks participate and share with us regardless of, of where they are. And like you, we're using resources you know, all around the globe. We use Skype and Zoom and all of the tools that are available. And even the ability now to do all of our own production work is becoming more and more feasible. And as we get better at using those tools, it becomes more viable for us. Yeah, that's what I found myself in doing this. And it's taken me about, I would say, two years. I've been, I've been studying and actively involved in the industry for six. But it's the last two years in which I've really started to use these tools and to, to actually go into production. So my company is still fairly a new company. Um, and I am actually, as we speak, about to release four titles in the next three weeks or so. Wow. So that, that's quite a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that for just a moment, because uh, I published a book uh, earlier this year. And like uh, many new authors, I thought that once I wrote the book, that the hard part was done. Little yeah. did I know that was just scratching the surface and the easy and fun part. That's true. That's absolutely true. Um, yes. Okay. So what we're talking about then, you know, the, the people I work with, or rather my clients, what happens is we do produce the book. And then of course, the next question is, all right, well, how do we market it? And then after, how do we market it? How do we distribute it? Um, so you're absolutely right. There, there is a lot of work that's, that is involved in that. Um, but I think if I had to simplify it for you, right, because it, it, it's, a, it's a long game. And it takes a lot of energy, focus, time. But to simplify it, what I think we need to do is really think about, well, what is the purpose of this book that you've written, right? And who do you want to read it? And once you've figured that out, it becomes a bit easier to use technology, to use all of your tools, whether on, online or offline, to just find the right readers, because that's what we ultimately want to do, right? Um, Absolutely. So yeah, so I think it's more exhausting. It's more exhausting on some level than it is difficult. That's a good point. And in fact, I want to explore that just a little bit more. But first, let's uh, satisfy our sponsors, take a brief pause, and we'll be right back. Standing on Shoulders, a leader's guide to digital transformation, written by Jack Marr and Carmen Diardo. On behalf of everyone who tries to improve the business outcomes of the technology work we do every day, I applaud the efforts taken and the writing of this book so others can replicate their amazing outcomes. This book fulfills the promise of documenting their journeys and lessons learned and showing how the promise of creating world-class technology organizations can be within the reach of everyone. Gene Kim. Get your copy of Standing on Shoulders, A Leader's Guide to Digital Transformation at Amazon.com or at Barnes and Noble or at your favorite bookseller. Hi, 
Okay, everybody, and we are back right now here with Marina. Marina, this is pretty insightful stuff here. So, Marina, can you give us an idea? So, does someone just come to you and say, I got an idea, or do they need to come to you with at least a manuscript to work with you? Typically, I receive a manuscript, although recently I have met two authors who are at what I call the concept phase, right? They have an idea, but they have not yet fully put it on the page. So I do have to help them with that. And and I am not a jack of all trades. I know who to hire. So for those individuals, I I hire a what we call a developmental editor. And they are an integral part of how to put this this concept together onto the page. And that's the first step for people who do not have a concept. Uh, for people that do have a concept, obviously, that's another experience. And it's it's much simpler at that point because I have something to work with. So when you're talking to the clients, is it generally like how we're doing today? Is it a, is it a, a phone call kind of thing like that? Is it, or do you require face-to-face or can it be all of the above? It can be all of the above, but I, I am working with 11 authors to date and almost all of them have been referred to me by people that I know. So I, I tend to like to sit down with people because if I can, and, and everyone has been local. And the reason for this is because I operate on what I call an author-publisher partnership model, which means they really have to like me a lot because <laughs> they're going to spend a lot of time with me. Um, I hope. It's, would you like me to explain how that works? I would love for you to explain how that works. Okay, so if you've published a book in the independent space via Amazon, um, very often if you decide to go go it alone, you can. You can. For very little money, you can produce a book. You can hire everybody that you need or just do it yourself. Absolutely. However, most people that go that route are not happy with the end product and or have difficulty selling it. So when they come to me, and I do have two books at the moment that I am re-releasing, meaning they've already gone through the Amazon system and the authors were not happy with the final product. So when they come to me, what happens is I am one, their advocate, and two, their partner. I take care of everything that they no longer have to worry about, right? So they need a great cover design. I've got someone who can do that. They need an illustrator. I've got someone who can do that. They need editing. I can, de- I can define what level of editing we need and hire the person to do that as well. So my job then is to quality check the work that I contract out and then to sit with the author and explain to them, these are the cover designs that we've come up with, which one do you like and why? That kind of thing. So that they are a part of the creative process, but they are not tasked with trying to figure out who can really help them and not take all of their money um, and produce a poor quality product. So I think that the editing part is something that folks uh, really might want to understand more deeply. I know that when I received my manuscript back from the editor, I was traveling and looked at it on my uh, mobile device, and my co-author actually did the same, and we were kind of disappointed at what we saw. We're like, wow, uh, they didn't really change much. And then when we got home and looked at the manuscript that he had returned in Word, we saw that there was almost nothing that hadn't been touched. And it was, a, <laughs> it was a combination of tightening it up, of getting things consistent, uh, really doing a lot of cleanup. And it ended up shortening the book by six pages. And we felt like he hadn't touched a word. And I think that's exactly the right balance of where 
someone who really is very focused on, you know, the consistency of language, the tense of verbs, the kinds of things that you see a hundred times and never see it. And then they come along and really clean it up quite nicely. And I think it's usually misunderstood as how important it really is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I cannot use the same editor for every project. You know, editors also have a specialty. Sometimes it's a specialty in regards to the type of editing that they do, or sometimes it's just the stuff that they like to work on. I mean, I have one editor who only works on my poetry collections, for example. I mean, that helps to create the experience that you just talked about. So Marina, in a world of technology and really just working with authors and really helping them or helping people bring out their vision. Can you give us an example? What is your competitive edge? You know, and, and, and why do you feel like from your place can like when you're talking to people from your position, like, hey, this is why you want to work with someone like myself, even though there's a lot of people out there doing what we all do kind of thing. OK, sure. I think that what I offer, believe it or not, we're on a technology show. But what I see often is that we're going back to the human factor. Right. So there are companies out there that are producing, I think, viable work, and that's a good quality. However, the authors still feel a bit hung out to dry, meaning they have to rely on a customer service number, which in and of itself is a good thing that there is one. But with me, if you think about it, I am, you know, for lack of a better word, shepherding this book through all of the phases with the author. So the decisions that are made with the author and that kind of a process, it's, it's just much more um, satisfying, I think, for the author, right? They hear back from me within 24 hours, typically, if not sooner. So, right. And that's really a key part of this. And, and part of what we wanted to explore is that while we're using digital tools to work harder and more frequently and over longer distances, it does always come back to the people. And the beauty of the digital transformation is that it enables us to deal with individuals as individuals by using these tools in ways that we couldn't have done before. Right. Absolutely. Even, even as we rely on, on social media and all of these other tools, we have to remember that there's a human being on the other side of that, right? So um, it's easy to forget nowadays. Yes, absolutely. And that's really, again, the, the key to this is enabling folks to do things and work in ways that they never could before. It really becomes very liberating to the individual, which is the part that I think is frequently lost. People focus on the tools and not on how this enables us to connect better and more deeply with folks than we could have without these tools. That's absolutely. right. And you know, the other, the other cool thing behind that is, is that it takes visionaries out there to be able to, like, like a lot of people have visions and to have Marino, someone like yourself kind of getting out there just to be able to help put that vision alight. I mean, that, that in itself is a gift. Marina, can you, can you tell everybody that's listening in today, those authors or those uh, people who have those visions, like how do they connect with you? Where do you want them to go to? How do you want them to call you? Like give us all that, give us all that gory details if you would and let us know what that looks like. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for that. Well, they can head over to the brooklynwriterspress.com. And I am on LinkedIn. I'm very, very active on LinkedIn. Those are the two best places to find me. Very active on LinkedIn and you know the website, everybody. And we'll also have Marina's information on the show page too. I would like to thank everybody listening to Digital Dialogue today. I hope you enjoyed it because we most certainly did on our end. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much.
Getting the right message to the right people can be hard and expensive, especially with Google AdWords and Facebook advertising. We can help you leverage LinkedIn with their best demographic data on the planet to laser focus people who are probably looking for you. We can help you or even do it all for you with a full range of profile and activity campaigns that bring results guaranteed. Click on the LinkedIn expert button below or reach out to us at standingonshouldersmedia.us. Jack, it's great. We have today Catherine B. Roy. She is the author of Live From Your Heart and Mind, and she's also a personal growth coach, business coach, and she specializes in creating visibility leads and unlimited impact. So I'm pretty excited to have her on here today to see what a lot of our entrepreneurs out there are looking for. So it seems like she covers that. So Catherine, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, let's talk about the book. So what prompted you to write this book? Well, actually, my book presents a system which I was creating for 10 years. It's a system for emotional and intellectual development, which helps people to increase their emotional intelligence and intelligence on highest potential so that they can operate from the, the highest level of their human potential. It has two parts. One is obviously emotional. It's formed in algorithms and formulas because I believe there are no two same people on this planet and therefore the same advice would not work for me and you, for example. So basically the reader is uh, answering my questions and choosing the path that he wished to choose to solve some kind of problem or overcome any kind of obstacle. And the intellectual part is based on IQ training. I'm tapping in 2% of brain, which we actually don't use as adults and we have the potential. So it's based on associative learning and opening the perspective to think outside of the box. So we have a potential to decide much faster, to bring better decisions on the table. And it helps us in our everyday life as well as in business. Now, you're a personal growth coach and also a business coach. So how do you flip from one to the next? So if you're having a personal conversation and the next call may be a business coach, is it easy for you to transition that thought process? Well, for me, it is because it can go one uh, without another because a person needs to be on, on the top to be able to bring uh, or to decide or whatever in development of their business. So basically, I am a business coach because I've graduated economics, marketing, business and information technology, and I worked as a web developer for 12 years. So I understand the digital media and social networks much different than other people, and I can get through the algorithms much easier. And um, from that side, I'm helping on very technical side and on very useful, useful side. But mindset is something that needs to be in the core of all of that. And if we don't have the right mindset to achieve success, then it can be a little bit difficult. And everything that you saw online about me, I've actually created in just three years. That's really fascinating. And I like the way you're taking this, Catherine, because today we don't have those clear lines between 
personal life and work, right? They've all become much more blurred. And especially when we think about social media and LinkedIn, there's even less distinction. And having that holistic approach of realizing that everything that we do is interconnected, I think is a, a really key part that most folks are missing. I'm also intrigued by some of the folks that you've had as, as clients, uh, Goldman Sachs, Forbes, HuffPost, pretty big names. Can you tell us a little bit about your interactions with them? Yes. When I published my book, I was honored to be endorsed by Brian McGill. He is the owner of McGill Media and Simple Reminders, and he is a huge influencer with above 20 million followers and subscribers on the internet. He, is, uh, he was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, and he is best-selling author everywhere. So basically, he was my mentor, and I was just starting out. And my book became a bestseller on its release day. So I got a lot of attention. And based on that, I was publishing everywhere. I actually just wrote a note to Huffington Post and asked them if, if I may publish something with them. And they accepted it. So it rolled one after another. As about Forbes, Forbes Books approached me in order to talk about publishing my next book with them. That's still in the process. And the Goldman Sachs approached to me in the terms of recruiting me to work with them. So all of that happened on LinkedIn. That's what is the most beautiful thing about that. So basically the expert positioning, if we tap into that and if we can make a positive change and online impact, we can attract a huge, huge companies and uh, clients, which are basically our dream clients, right? And you said you did this all within three years? Yes, I started in February 2015, but I don't count that one because I, I really didn't know what I was doing back then. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I can say that I officially started after my book was published and that was in January 2017. Going through that first year of experience, what were some of the struggles that you felt like you, you said you didn't count that first year? What were some of the struggles you felt like that you could share some tips with our audience with that you went through that they could possibly avoid? Well, I have, I had no clue about digital marketing and about social media. I just had my experience as a web developer and I tried to tap into that field from the aspect of being a programmer. So it was, it was kind of very difficult because later on I realized that everything is based on human connections. And when I started establishing healthy human connections with people, that's when the doors were open for me everywhere. So whatever I was using in terms of tools and social media strategies and all of that was nice. And I was featured in different kind of groups like Wellness Universe and so on and so on. But nothing actually gave results. Results came when I opened up myself, when I uh, get strength to tell my superhero story. I call it that way because it's basically from zero to hero because I overcome so much struggles in my life. And when I started to talk to people like really one-on-one, -on -one, like having real connections and sharing with them my experiences. So in, in that term, I struggled that year because I really had no idea, should I make a video content? Should I make posters and memes with quotes? Should I go out and talk about myself or about business or about my system or personal growth? It was a mess. I have to admit that. <laughs> but once, right. once I found my niche 
And once I've decided what is the thing that I want to be recognized as an expert, and once I started to learn from Brian about personal branding and about positioning myself well and making contacts with important people, that's when things started to grow. That's the thing that I think most folks don't get about the digital age is that it's not about technology. It's not about any of the things that we have thought of in the past that we needed to run our business about, you know, the hit rates and and those sorts of things, but rather being able to leverage technology to create those personal relationships of being able to have a meaningful conversation at a personal level with someone who shares the same goals and objectives or as just the opposite, has things that you can offer them to help them grow because you understand each other and you're on the same wavelength. And so leveraging digital tools to create those personal relationships is really what this is all about. It's about authors being able to get their books out. It's about musicians being able to distribute their music in a way that they just could not have done prior to the world that we live in today. And now using tools to get their music out you know, on iTunes, to get uh, their podcasts out, to get their books in front of readers you know, through Amazon and other channels is where we see that intersection and what digital dialogue is really about of how we can use these tools to do those things and do better because we're doing differently than we did in the past. And so, you know, this is a great conversation that we really want to continue with folks is how can we use these digital tools to create the personal relationships that really enable us to create higher value and deliver it more effectively and efficiently and efficiently. And we really appreciate you sharing this with us um, on today's show. Now, for folks that want to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Well, my favorite place now is LinkedIn because um, it's just an amazing place to use uh, different kinds of technologies. And it's, obviously, I love technology because I was a web developer for a decade. And it's very easy for me to tap into all of that. But what I've discovered is that we can have all the technology in the world if we don't have a, a space, a community, an audience, which is um, quality and which will give us the support to generate more leads and more engagement and more visibility. So LinkedIn is the best place for uh, reaching out to me as well as my website, katrinbureau.com. I'm on all other social media, of course, and my book can be reached on every possible online platform, but uh, I prefer my website and LinkedIn. There you had it right there. She prefers her website. So that's great. And thank you very much for being on the show with us. And I hope everybody that you did find value out of this information. And please reach out to our guest today to see how she might be able to help you. And, uh, you know, hope you enjoyed it because we most certainly did on this end. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Getting the right message to the right people can be hard and expensive, especially with Google AdWords and Facebook advertising. We can help you leverage LinkedIn with their best demographic data on the planet to laser focus people who are probably looking for you. We can help you or even do it all for you 
with a full range of profile and activity campaigns that bring results guaranteed. Click on the LinkedIn Expert button below or reach out to us at standingonshouldersmedia.us.